Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. I am your co-host Javon J. Love Adams. And as always with me is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He, he could definitely hit a fastball as a professional baseball player, but he was also very nimble on his feet on the field as a professional football player, veteran of the National Football League. And don't forget, he played in the XFL as well and also over in NFL Europe. And he has stories. I still want to hear those stories because I just got to we just got to go sit down and have an adult beverage in order to be able to take care of that business, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I might even have an IPA with you, man. Man, I have to carry you out. I have to carry you out or have, have somebody help me carry you out or something like that, man. So we bring you a our, a recap of the week that was for the Arizona Cardinals. And then we also look at the week ahead. Now, this is one of those weeks where the that we have the bye. So the week, what is it, week eight, week eight bye. And so the Cardinals will not have a game this week. And so, of course, I want to pick Ed's brain as to, you know, the perfect time for the buy and everything, but the Arizona Cardinals are coming off of a win, a win that neither one of us thought was, was possible. Well, not pos- possible is the wrong word. We didn't think it was likely that they were going to, to win uh, at home against the division rivals, the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll reflect upon that game. I want to get Ed's thoughts on that game, uh, the good, the bad. And uh, we know that there was an injury as well. Unfortunately, the injury bug continues to plague the Arizona Cardinals. But there was somebody that flashed during this game, Ed. There was somebody that flashed. And we're going to talk <laughs> about his that name at least once. At least once. <laughs> at least once. And then I want to talk, I want to get your thoughts on uh, uh, on the the kind of the since it's the bye week, it's our, you know, it's our, of course, you got to do the low hanging fruit sometimes. The grades at this point in the season, uh, looking at the coach, looking at the offense, defense, the special teams, and just kind of get your an overall grade in a, of, of the team and see where you think that they are at. So it's going to be a great show, as always, as we try to bring it to you. So the NFL is in full swing. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I was actually looking. It's funny because this doesn't happen too often, but the uh, this game, this week's game against the, it's the Patriots and the Bills, and the Bills are actually favored by three and a half. And that's you don't see that too often, especially with Bill Belichick pulling players and everything like that. So I might have to look at that game. But from Game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because we know that it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So, hey, man, 37-34 overtime. Uh, it, we had a little bit of everything, man. I know you saw that replay over and over again of Kyler Murray where he where he was smiling before he threw the ball, the touchdown to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They played that quite a bit on ESPN. But it was a, a game of a kind of two halves for the, for the, the defense, especially. They came through. 
in the end, I want to get your thoughts because I'll throw some things at you. But your thoughts on this game? I didn't. I was uh, meeting with a with uh, somebody at that time, and so we were uh, at a at a brewery, and I was kind of peeking at the game a little bit, and I just knew that they that they weren't going to pull it off. And then on my way home, by the time I got home, they they ended up you know they they ended up bringing it back and then pushing it into overtime, and then of course pulling it out some miss field miss field goal all that stuff it had everything high drama your thoughts on this game this was a true roller coaster man if you're you know a diehard cardinals fan at some point they probably had you throwing stuff at the tv the next time you were jumping up and spilling your drink or popcorn all over everybody and then five minutes later had your hand your face in your hands ready to cry man this one was up down all over the place. The, the great thing is it was a victorious roller coaster ride for us. Yes. Uh, and that's always a positive. Uh, me and you, and as we dissect the game, I look at it and, you know, we'll give some grades out later on, but there were as, as many good things as there were about this game. There were some things that really troubled me. And with a win, you can say, okay, we just have to correct those things. If it would have been a loss, it would have been glaring. Some of the different things that I saw that were just have me shaking my head, like game plan wise. And you know what? You're, you need two scores, I think, late in the game. And now all of a sudden we want to decide to run the ball. Right. Like, that was, that was definitely an odd, uh, odd play calling there. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, now pick up the temp. We got to start throwing the ball down. Now all of a sudden we want to start running the ball for two and three yards and stuff like that. So it was like a, it was almost like, backwards you know hustling backwards as Bomani always says yes but and and then like I said we had a couple players we'll talk about one of them who shined later on because I went through the whole entire game <laughs> and I was like when, when they finally mentioned his name I was like oh he has been playing all this time yeah and we know we both know who we're talking about but you know we had him shine a little bit uh early in the game really questioned a few of Kyler's decisions but made up for it later in the game and then the elephant in the room for me to a certain degree, and I know it's not our team, but what in the heck happened to Russell Wilson? I, he just he picked a horrible time to have one of his worst games with the interceptions, and it was it was routine throws that he normally does. You know, and maybe because of height differentiator or whatever, the lob balls a couple of times where we talked about were good. But those yeah. are good in distance; they're not good. With, you know, when you're trying to throw a ball seven yards, you know, so right, right. I saw a lot of different things, man. The, the best part about it, like I said, is that the Cardinals got a victory, especially going into your bye week because you can soak this in, uh, let the guys have a little time off and, uh, you know, get healthy or get as healthy as you can in that bye week. And you know, I said, I think you had some questions regarding the bye week coming up later on in the show. We can talk about that too. Yeah. Now, when you, <sighs> The interesting thing was, is that the the Cardinals, the defense. Now I heard I was listening to some local sports talk show uh, here in the Valley um, yesterday, but no, this morning, matter of fact. And and somebody uh, made the 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 uh, assumption or made the disposited the fact that maybe could it be that Vance Joseph was always playing as if with with uh, in terms of his scheme and his strategy with saying if I only had these additional pieces. I could really run my defense. And then maybe at halftime, because the the players it's been reported that the players came to him and said, let's, let's really, let's, let's really kind of, you know, put it, pin our ears back and really be more aggressive that he finally said, well, I, I got to play my style, no matter whether or not I have all the exact players that I need 
I need to I need to just play my type of defense. Do you think that's possible? It is, you know, and at some point, I mean, you have to, you know, stop, I guess, focusing on what you don't have and look at what you do have. And, you know, there are instances where we know certain, like if you have a certain number of players, you know, quality of players, no matter what scheme you run, Jay, it just ain't going to work. You know, you can, you can have all the best intentions in the world and this beautiful scheme, but if you got C minus players out there, it's not going to turn into an A plus defense. Effort will only take you so far, but he's on the cusp of, you know, you got Buda Baker. Obviously we lost Chandler Jones. He's got some good quality, you know, not necessarily uh, five star players back there, but he's got, you know, lined up on the defense, but he's got at least enough quality that if you want to put a scheme together, if they buy into it, and if we really get after it, we can make this happen. And I think that's one of those things that if it's been, I've been in locker rooms before, bro, when most of the time players are listening, they're not talking because they know their job is to play coaches, jobs are the coach. And you don't necessarily want to fall on the bad side of coaches that are making all the decisions. But if they band together as a group and we're like, look, man, there's some things we need to get after. And maybe he just took it to heart and was like, okay, look, I can't hold them back any longer. We're either going to lose this way or we're going to win this way. Let's just go ahead and get after it. And I give all credit to both the players for voicing it, if that's how it happened. And I also give a lot of credit to Vance for making the adjustments and seeing what he had to do. And uh, that's how you get these type of wins. So going to stick with the defense a little bit longer. The number is one again, because Buda Baker, I mean, what's what's up, man? He, he goes all this time without any interceptions. Then he goes two weeks in a row with interceptions, man. He's doing his thing. And uh, you know what he did, bro? He jumped her out. Like I said, I know Wilson helped him out a little bit by the lofty pass, but there that's aggression right there. He aggressed me. That's aggression. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what he did, man. He jumped her out. Now, what I got to get on Buddha about, and I'm not, not too many, man, did you see what Metcalf did? Man, you talking about hawking yes. a brother down. Right. And this is a dude that's larger. I mean, this dude could be playing middle linebacker in a lot of, in a lot of, uh, for a lot of organizations. This is a man. I, w- I couldn't get enough of watching that because you know how you see something like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> my best, bro. My best prime. I never moved that fast in my life. And this dude, like I said, all respect Buddha. He great play. And I know he's looking up at the screen thinking, uh, you know, counting down 30, 25, 20, man. And here he come. And you see that in the screen. Cause you can even tell he knew it was coming. And man, DK, uh, Metcalf, boy, that was very impressive, but all due respect to uh, Buddha for once again, putting in that work and, and aggressive, man. He was aggressive. Yeah, most definitely. Now, um, Along those lines, the, the another number is six, as in six percent of the snaps Isaiah Simmons was in, <laughs> and he got himself an interception. Man, yeah, I, you know what? Like I said to you, I said I didn't even know Brother Man was playing, and you know, and all of a sudden, yeah, you look up and he made the interception. I like peeked up. I was like, he's out there. I didn't even know he was dressed this week. But like I said, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all about progression, man. I I, I keep saying. I put, I would love for, you know, all the critics to put themselves in his shoes. I know what happens is right now around the league, other rookies are kind of shining a little more than them. Uh, you know, even quarterback wise, some of the other defensive players that were taken, uh, in the first round along with him. 
he's a unique character, man, in terms of his skill set. So I think that's the, you know, you ask a quarterback to do one thing, you ask him a quarterback. You ask a defensive lineman to do one thing, you ask him to, you know, wreak havoc and get out to the quarterback, stuff to run if every now and then. I think the amount of things that they want Isaiah Simmons to eventually do and the number of positions, it's hard for them to zero in on one thing, so they're probably tossing a lot at him. And I can understand his head's probably swimming a little bit. He'll eventually catch up to it, and the play that he made, uh, hopefully we'll be seeing 86% of snaps instead of six sometime down the line and more and more of those type of plays. Yeah, so speaking of the type of plays, it was it was a little bit of bad, but it was a lot of good as opposed to hopefully it's it's pointing upwards uh, with Kyler Murray. He had a game where what, he had 360 yards, he had three touchdowns, he had one interception. It was right after that, right after the the defense got a turnover. Yeah, man, I believe those it are was killers. The, I believe it was the next play <laughs> in interception. I mean, you just what what do you do there? But but how did you feel about Kyler Murray's performance, uh, just a, as a whole this particular game? I thought he rose to the occasion, man. Obviously, you look across the other side and. You know, you see Russell Wilson over there and all the accolades, and he's already been to two Super Bowls, and that's kind of like your measuring stick, especially because of the constant amount of comparisons to their game. Uh, they're obviously both in different phases. You know, uh, Russell's a, a grizzled veteran right now and only going to continue to get better. Brian, and Kyle's trying to figure his way out. But, man, I like what I'm seeing from him, uh, not just on the field, throwing the ball, but his leadership as well. You know, there was a couple of times where if you saw the game, he was actually getting after him on the sideline. And I think last year, you and I, we talked about whether his voice was loud enough to be that franchise guy. And, and man, what I, from what I saw, he was Brady-esque. You know, I'm not saying on the field, but <laughs> he was getting after I don't know what he was saying, but he was saying it with some authority. He put some, put some hair, he was, he put some hair on his chest on that one, you know. <laughs> Say, say it with your chest. You know, he was trying to say it with his chest, yeah. So that was, for me, is an encouraging sign. You know, he's not just sitting over there. Things aren't going right. You know, a lot of quarterbacks, they put the helmet on, they just sit there, and you have no idea what they're thinking. He was putting it all out there, and I'm pretty sure for veterans like uh, Larry Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm sorry, and uh, DeAndre, and even some of the guys on the defensive side, they noticed that stuff, and that gets them fired up as well. That will only re- make his teammates respect him even that much more, and then to follow it up or back it up with the win, it's uh, you know all gravy, baby. Now, the it, let's let's take a, a zoom out a little bit to to look at kind of the ramifications of the game. I mean, the, the going into overtime, I mean, it's great missing field goals. I mean, we could keep going on and on, but I, what I do want to touch on is the the Again, Kyler Murray was leading, led the team in in uh, rushing yards. We know that King and Drake is going to be out for a few weeks. I believe they say it's a it's a ligament in his uh, in his ankle. Um, the, Chase Edmonds comes in and he he's when he's on the field he's kind of electric. I don't know if you feel the same way. And and I I, I was listening to the broadcast. Uh, no, I was actually listening. It was ninety eight seven, and uh, uh, Paul Calvisi said that when when Edmonds is on the field, it's the, the team seems to be energized and enthused. Do you put any stock into that? And have you ever played on a team where maybe the, there's a starter, whether it's wide receiver or starting running back, but the, but the second in line, so to speak, was the one that really captivated and really got that was really galvanized or not even that might be too strong a word, but that players were really excited to see and really wanted to see kind of, uh, turn the corner. 
Well, you know, sometimes the, the, uh, I guess the criticism, sometimes in my opinion, is only my opinion, is unfair because of the way we use certain players. Right. You know, Kenyon Drake, I've been saying all along, get under center, you know, get him more downhill runs, utilize his ability better. It seemed like we did that more effectively last year when we first got him. And maybe because we didn't know what we had and it was just like, well, let's try this. And then it worked. And all of a sudden it was like, wow, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden this year it seems like, once again, you know, we had a few snaps under center, but everything's shotgun, is read option. Uh, you know, uh, our blocking scheme doesn't seem to be as tight. Kenyon has not been able to get off. He had that one game, obviously, but I, for me, it's all about how you utilize your weapons, right? right. Then you have Edmonds, who's more of a scat backy type dude, and he is going to be more, he's faster, obviously. He, you, the plays you have designed for him are not the same ones you have necessarily signed for, assigned, uh, you know, planned for Kenyon. So now you get, and the other thing also think about this, Jay, situationally, Edmonds, in a normal rotation, he seems to always be coming in third down guy, right? Those right. are usually downs where you need the yardage, especially. So you're going to be more aggressive. You're going to throw the ball down on the field a little bit. You're going to have some of your fast pace stuff. And that's the stuff that Edmund, Edmund seems to get. So, you know, I understand, you know, we look at Kenyon and it's like, well, it's just not working. And, you know, Edmonds comes in and it's all fiery and electric. But that's, that's by design sometimes. So I, in my opinion, I think if you use Kenyon, in the same method or used him to his strengths more, we see the same thing out of Keenan Drake. Like I said, I just don't think they're utilizing him to the best of what his ability is right now. So before we get into our grades a little bit here, you have mentioned some of the things where being able to, to try to make some pivots based off of a victory um, is much better than, than off of a loss. What were some of the things that concerned you that you saw, whether on the offense or defense or even special team side of things? Most of them, you know, obviously we had some trouble stopping Seattle uh, uh, in the first half. You know, that was troubling for me, but they made those corrections later in the game. I like those adjustments. You know, we kind of got after Russ, like you said, a little more uh, aggressive, making him scramble and maybe confusing him with a couple different things. And he made those physical mistakes that we talked about. They did make the pocket collapse, especially in, the, in that overtime. I was impressed yeah. with the pressure that the defense got on him. And that all comes with adjustment. So I was, you know, I was glad to see that portion of it. Didn't work well. Didn't do things well in the first half, but we made the adjustments. Offensively was where I was really kind of disappointed in first we came out in the first half and just didn't look fluid and everything was kind of flat. What got me was when we finally got down to the nuts and bolts of it in the second half and it was almost like, okay, let's pick this up. We were still, cause honestly, Jay, if Seattle was on their game, we never would have had a chance to come back in that game. If they, if they had continued on the path, we'd have been down by, you know, 20, 20 plus points. They just seemed like they got a little, not confused, but we started to do some things and they never took advantage and opened up a lead. We finally got to the point where it was, Hey, we're still in this game. And then all of a sudden, and I think you and I talked about this earlier. And now all of a sudden we need two scores. We need them fast. Now we want to start running the ball for three and four yards at a pop and, you know, losing a minute and a half, two minutes off the clock. And that for me, that's a sign of like coaching, like you and uh, um, you, me and Earl always joke about it, but 
Kingsbury was almost like he was sitting there shaking the papers, like, oh, "Okay, what, 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 what do I, you know, you, you run those plays, and when you should be now, like we always talk about in the early part of the game, yeah, let's try to establish the runner. Now this is the time where you should be picking it up. Let's hit it hard. And like I said, we're we're very fortunate to win that game because of mistakes by Seattle, but we almost gave didn't give ourselves an opportunity to make things happen because our game plan, like I said, in game adjustment and kind of light is on us now what do we do it was almost like a deer in the headlights for a second and we got bailed out but it was almost deer in the headlights in terms of man we we almost blew that <laughs> right <laughs> exactly so believe in the arizona cardinals javon adams and ed smith so let's transition a little bit to you know it's, it's a bye week man so uh, before we get into grades when if if you had your choice as when you were playing when did you want the bye week to come Right here in the middle of the season, Jay, is absolutely perfect. Anybody would love this bye week. I had situations when I was playing, I think my my second year in Atlanta, we had our bye week in week four. Huh. And that, man, you so we played three, then we had a bye week. Now we got, man, we got 13 more to go, you know? <laughs> and, you know, you look at and then other times the bye week is way too long. Now, those teams that don't get it to like week 10, 11, However long they go, you know, I think it's 11 weeks or 12 weeks, what it is. Man, if you got a bye week and bye in week 12, I'm like, why well, even have one at this point? Let's just go ahead and finish these last four and get it over with. Because like I said, right in the middle is ideal. Can you also get a chance to kind of do the measuring stick thing? Obviously the Cardinals got one more game to go before at the midway part, but what teams like to do, they like to break the season up into quarters, you know, four, four, you know, so now by next, you know, you get the bye week, you'll come out. After the bye week play game, now you can do your first half, like you said, assessment where we are record wise, where we're sitting in the division, the things that we you know wanted to try to accomplish. You know, you have that checklist. So, you know, bye weeks early, man, or it's just like I said, those are so it's a night you take a week off anytime you can get it. But bro, like I'm saying, it is such it's like, you know, it's like when we was kids going to school. You know, you, that Halloween break is like, man, I don't even want that. You know, <laughs> that's, that's you're trying to get the Christmas, though. That Christmas break over the winter, the winter break, that's what yeah. it's all about. I ain't worrying about no day off in October. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. So let's, let's talk about the expectations. The Cardinals are five and two, man. I had them at, I had them at seven wins for the, for the season. So they are <laughs> five sevenths of the way there. So I hope that I am wrong. It would be great if they could put up, if they could double. Uh, more than double because we're not exactly halfway through the season. But if they could put up 10, 10 wins, I mean, how great is that? And this division is it, it's it's very it's ultra competitive, uber competitive. It's That's playoff competitive. worthy too. I mean, yes. we were sitting there talking about you know both of us in the seven, six, seven game range. You start, you know, like I said, you get the first, you got five now. You're talking about if you double up, that's playoff worthy. And yeah. especially you're talking about how weak the NFC East is and they opened up another playoff spot this year. Yes, so, sir. I mean, that, you know, you might be ahead of schedule here. So you're, let's get some grades from you. I want to, we're going to go with an overall last, but we'll start with the coaching and then go to special teams and then, and then kind of work our way to the offense and then overall. So coaching. So just overall coaching, this is, this includes the, you know, all the position coaches and of course mm-hmm. the head coach. So what do you think in terms of a grade on, on an A to F level? Yeah, I would go B, okay. B plus maybe, 
you know, to the, one, one of the things we talked about a couple of years ago, Jay, and I hate to go back to it, was, man, every time they took the field, it was just like watching dudes run around in slow motion. Uh, didn't really look like they were sound, uh, you know, um, as far as assignments and things like that. Tentative play, nothing spectacular. This team, so far, coaching-wise, these guys are prepared every single week. Still waiting to see some of those crucial in-game adjustments. A little quicker because they're getting better at making some, but we got to be a little quicker. You know, it happens fast. And sometimes, you know, like I said, in a game like this last one, we would have been really ticked off if we wouldn't have made our adjustments soon enough. And we just waited maybe a quarter too late or whatever it is. But I do like how they have the guys prepared. I do like the game plans to a certain degree. You and I both agree that we need to get, you know, obviously with Kenyon going down, it's going to be a different type of running game, but you got to establish more of a running game, get a little nastier uh, interior on the interior, but the guys being prepared game plans, at least being non-garbage is a great thing <laughs> <laughs> and can only, you know, can continue to improve. All right. So let's go to special teams. How do you feel about special teams? We've had a block, uh, Block punt, I think it was. I'm not sure if we've had a run back yet, but not I don't believe every, so, no. Yeah, in this league, you're not going to get a lot of those, the way everybody's kicking the ball out of the end zones and can't double team and all the different things. But the fact that we've showed up at least a couple games with our special teams, I would give them a solid B, B-plus as well. I mean, they, we've seen where they've been invisible already this year, we can say, because that San Francisco game, they showed out with that block, block right. punt. That was crucial in terms of helping us, you know, get uh, on a roll and winning that game. So, you know, can't be uh, uh, disappointed in what they've done so far. And once again, we can always get better, but I've seen some improvement from especially the last couple of years. I think the the field goal unit for the most part has been, has been reliable aside, yeah. aside from missing a, a kick when you don't, when you don't ice your own kicker, yeah. you know, <laughs> something like that. So let's transition to defense. Um, what are your thoughts on D? I think this is where there's, the greatest opportunity for growth. Well, maybe not, but what the greatest opportunity for growth or improvement? We're right there, bro. We're right there. Cause I'm thinking C, C, I wouldn't go C. If I was giving them a grade, I'd go C. I was tempted to go C minus only because they, like I said, they're, and obviously minus Chandler Jones. Now that brings a whole new facet to how you can attack another team, but still waiting to see. And I'll, I'll keep at telling you need, and we had a little aggression this past week with the pickoffs and stuff like that. I want to see these dudes. Why I'm telling you, watch these other teams, bro. When they get after it, ripping of the ball, it's like ball hawking. I want to see more of that. Now, I've seen scheme-wise, we're getting a little better. We made the adjustment against Russ last week, Russell Wilson. I want to see more, like dudes out there trying to take a take a man's arm off to to, to get the ball, like the, the last piece of chicken on the table. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, that's my piece of chicken. I they, they should be going after it. You know, but uh, you know, scheme wise, we're making improvements. Uh, Personnel wise, we really got to get Isaiah Simmons eventually up to speed. I didn't think we'd be in week seven going into the bye, still thinking it's still a work in practice. I, I, my worry in the beginning was they would throw him out there too soon. Now I'm thinking, man, y'all going to get him out there at all? <laughs> you know? So now each week of practice has to be, okay, we're seeing enough where we can start uh, you know, implementing him more and more and more where he's actually going in the opposite direction. So with that being said, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, this, like I said, what they did this past week is a, is a good sign. We just have to get him more involved and kind of, uh, like I said, get that, continue that aggression and get after it. What about the offense? Um, 
What, what are your thoughts on the offense? I think there's a lot of room. There's, there's, they have all the pieces, but it's yeah. about, a matter of how the coaches decide to, to use those pieces. But your thoughts on the offense at this point of the season? C plus, I, you know, and I, I was, you know, this for this one, it, it's, it's trending up. So I, I almost feel bad giving them a C plus because it should be in the B. But for me, because we have so many, or at least we have what I call good weapons, right. I'm expecting even a little more out of it. And when you throw up a couple of the games that we have recently, you know, minus this one, like the Jets game and different, you know, things, a couple of things we've done over in the Carolina, those are the ones that I'm like, if you're grading on the curve, you know, we might edge up, but this is straight grading, man. And you can't have those Carolinas and Jets. And even though you have a good one against uh, Seattle, uh, mix because it was a first half bad, second half good. We're still, I, I guess we're running on expectations of what we think it could be. So in seeing that, it's like, you know, it's like you coming home with your mom with a, a B and you're like, man, look what I did. She's like, man, where's that, where's that A? And I, I'm not going to use the words your mom would use. Yeah. Mom, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mom would use it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, are you achieving? Yes, but are you achieving what your potential is or should be? And that also goes along with the coaching. We got to open things up a little bit, a little more vertical than horizontal. I know you, if you, if Nico was watching the game, bro, I know there was a couple times she was like, there goes that, 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 that pass, uh, that, that side pass. pass. Again, I hate that side pass. Man, yeah. when they do that, it's like, what are you doing? And you know, so we still got to get away from some of that, but you know, like I said, overall, can't complain at five and two. Uh, we, like I said, there's a lot of room for improvement now. All right. So then that takes us to the overall grade at this point in, in this point of the season. What, what you got? What you think? Well, the fact that we thought they would have a total of seven wins on yeah, the season man. Yeah. and they're at five and they just beat the formerly undefeated Seattle uh, Seahawks. You can't do anything, you know, overall, I'd have to say, if you told them at the break, you'd be five and two, if you told us at the break, they'd be five and two, we'd be like, Get out of here. So yeah. I got to at least go A minus on overall because they've showed, and I think what's happening, they've showed around the league because other te- other, like all the, isn't it funny, Jay? Now all of a sudden, everybody wants to talk about the Cardinals. And it's like sure. before, before, you know, we couldn't even make so much as a, uh, you know, highlight on ESPN at 12 midnight, you know, yep. now they want to show all the highlights and all the excitement and the Cardinals are five and two with that. So it shows that. You know, we're at least doing something right here. I say we, I think like I'm out there blocking or catching anything, but the organization is doing enough and uh, some eyes are being opened up and definitely mine are. Uh, and, you know, like I said, uh, you and I, we're going to take some heat on uh, uh, Saturday. We we're going to do the easy sports talk. So I know Art is going to be waiting on us. <laughs> yes, he will be. Yes, he will be. Now I'm, now I am talking, I am looking at it glass half full. So but here's, but here's what I could do to poke holes in this. Before yes. Out of here. So you beat the, you beat Washington. Washington yes. You look at Washington's record, right? I mean, I, yes. know, I know that they beat the, the, the Cowboys, but you look uh, at Washington's who ain't record. beating the Cowboys now. Washington just beat the Cowboys. Exactly. We beat, we beat the Cowboys. And the Cowboys were, of course, without their without their starting quarterback, and of course, their defense is a sieve. We beat the uh, we Jets. obviously beat the Jets. The Jets are the Jets, man. I mean, the poor coaching. I mean, that's an example of poor coaching right there. Uh, and then, of course, their their backup quarterback was in, but I believe it would have been the same result whether or not their starting quarterback was there. Uh, of course, we beat uh, who am I missing? We of course we beat the uh, beat the, the Seattle 
But what was Seattle's defense that we said that was going to make it one of those high scoring games coming in? So again, I mean, you, you, you beat who you, you can't, you can't complain about it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I hope that they, as they are looking to say, what can we do to continue to improve that they're not saying, man, we got this. We got this. No, what we need to do is make sure that we put up more points on a, on, on these beleaguered defenses. You know what I mean? Or that mm-hmm. is when Aaron Donald, when they have to face Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, that's going to be crazy. When they, when, when they face Seattle again, will Seattle have made some of those corrections, but we know that we can win when we go to Seattle because we historically, we've done that more than they, than we've won at home against Seattle. But I think there's definitely opportunities to improve, but it's great to be able to say we're five and two and we got a lot of room to it for improvement. That gives you a lot of, there's a lot of optimism there. Well, you know, eight and eight is waiting out there for everybody, man. And I, I, I can attest to it. I was in uh, Detroit in 99. We were eight and four at one point. Man, we was already making plans for our home playoff game and this and that, and, you know, and four weeks, four weeks later, man, we were eight and eight, uh, having to go over to play the Washington football team, went over there and took a 45 to 10 beating and went home with our tails behind, on, between our legs. So, you know, it was very important. A five and two was great. The next number is six and two. If you start looking ahead to, yeah. you know, 12 in this or what, man, that's an easy way to fall into that, that trap. So, and I'm sure, you know, like I said, the bye week, probably in a lot of instances because of that big win, most coaches will say, man, the bye week was at a bad time because you could have took this win and like use it as a springboard. Uh, whereas now you get the week off and everybody's going to come back, but it doesn't have the same excitement and feel of electricity that, you know, as you just pulled off that big win and let's get right back after it. So, you know, there'll be, um, you know, some dudes that are feeling their musk a little bit, but I'm sure the coach is going to make sure that they have them, uh, under, make them understand we got a long road ahead and, uh, we still got to see Seattle once, got to see Rams twice. Um, got to see, uh, 49ers again when they're hope, when they're potentially probably a little healthier. So, you know, long way to go, bro, but five and two ain't a bad thing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. As long as that uh, and Vance Joseph continue to, to just do your, run your defense. Don't worry about what you don't got. Just you run your defense and make the, continue to make the adjustments. I think you have the, the pieces in order to really make that impact. So mm-hmm. on behalf of the one and only Ed Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. This has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We do this every week. Tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. And as we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? Until next week, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.